Broadcasting from the business capital of the world, this is the Podcast Business News Network. Massage and body therapy can be so therapeutic to help you feel better, restore your body, repair it, help you relax, even mentally make you feel so much better. And she formed Integrative Massage and Body Therapy many years ago. She's a licensed massage therapist helping people all the time and also providing a lot of insight. And she is Evelyn Davis and she's back on the program with us. Hi, Evelyn. How are you doing? I'm doing well, Steve. How are you today? I'm good. I'm good. I'm sure a lot of times people go to you for something, like they feel some pain. You know, it's over here and it's, you know, I'm not really sure where it came from, but isn't it true that a lot of times if you're feeling pain over there, it may be linked to something over here, but you won't even connect the dots. That's something, when I say you, I mean, you know, the person that comes to you, that's something that you can help them figure out and then find a way to treat that? Yes. Yes, we, we do that quite often. Um, I had really great mentors in my training, and early on they told me, if somebody comes in complaining about a spot that hurts and you jump on that spot, you're fired. You need to follow the, the, tr- the trail and figure out what else is affecting that area because usually the area of pain is, to use the term, the victim, and someplace else is the culprit. Um, I've started using this analogy with kids that um, think about the area of pain as the person who's been captured by the bad guy, and you've got to get all of his minions out of the way before you can release the victim. Interesting. <laughs> way to put that. <laughs> huh. Can you give some examples? Like, like, let's say somebody has a, you know, you, you give the example shoulder pain, and it's related to something else. A couple of things that you've encountered? Yes. Uh so I have a retired golf pro. He still teaches lessons, um, but he came in and he was complaining about his shoulders where immediately everybody goes, well, because he golfs. Well, actually what was going on with him is he sat on his wallet too much, and so it was lifting. He kept his wallet in his right hip, so anytime he sat or drove or whatever, it was lifting that right hip up, causing those muscles in his glutes and low back to tighten up around where the wallet is and the shift in the hips, which then affect both the trapezius and the latissimus dorsi muscles in the shoulder. So his left shoulder was hurting. So it was his right hip where the wallet was, but the left shoulder was being affected because those muscles going across from the hip to the shoulder were tightening down to hold him in that hip lifted position if that makes sense absolutely wow huh so so yes so the shoulder pain was the result of the hip being put in a bad position so we released the low back and the hips and then the shoulder he regained range of motion and i didn't even have to touch the shoulder you didn't even have to touch the shoulder yes (laughs) how did you figure out that there was a connection there Well, once again, my mentors trained me that when people walk into my office, as I'm walking them back toward my office from the lobby, I would let them walk ahead of me. I watch how they walk. I watch how they stand. I watch how they get up from a seated position. Um, I'm watching how they're holding their body. So very often, if you look at the body, if you take anatomically correct what's supposed to be, then you can see people sometimes will... Um, like the, their shoulder will drop towards the same hip 
or there'll be a twist in the body, or the one shoulder will be elevated more than the other. Those are all compensators for other muscle groups tightening down within the body. And you just follow the trail of, okay, so, for example, if somebody's standing up straight, and in his case, um, he was collapsing um, below the waist on the right side, but the left shoulder was elevated because it was attempting to right the problem, if you will. Mm, okay. And that's really your experience. That's where that all comes into play, where somebody has a shoulder pain and then you can feel it's connected to something else? Yes, definitely. I once had a client, she, she, her father was a hunter and he had a, a hunting accident. The gun recoiled into his shoulder and she got him a gift certificate. And he walked in and he said, now my daughter said, don't be surprised if you work on my knee to fix my shoulder. And I started laughing. I said, well, I may not go that far, but, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, but very often people come in and they complain about their feet or they think they have plantar fasciitis. And in my experience, a majority of the time, plantar fasciitis starts in a misalignment of the hip. Because if you think about the hips um, going from side to side like the axle on a car, if that axle is bent, um, then the tires, uh, using your feet as the tires, don't hit the road properly. So you've got to fix that, straighten out that axle, which is the hips, to get the hips to relax. And sometimes it requires a chiropractic adjustment. But you've got to get the hips lined back up so that the feet can hit the road correctly. So in the car analogy, you can change out tires, you can change out socket shock absorbers or tie rods, but it's not going to correct the problem. You have to get the alignment correct before everything else falls into place. Wow. So this is, from what I'm, I'm, I'm hearing and feeling, this is like a big deal. Oh, absolutely a big deal. Absolutely a big deal. And, you know, I always uh, tell my clients, you know, if you've been working with a doctor, have a conversation with the doctor. Um, because if, for example, if somebody's feeling pain in their big toe, I've had many clients that they thought they had gout. And then when they went to the do- doctor, there were no indications of gout. But what had happened was, they had an ankle injury or a foot injury or something like that that was restricting blood flow to the big toe. So the scar tissue was in the way, and so the big toe was hurting, but it was somewhere else in the foot or the ankle that was restricting that flow. Um, So we released the scar tissue around that injury, and then the pain dissipates or goes away. Unbelievable. (laughs) It really (laughs) is. Um, And I'm going to guess that there are many practitioners who probably don't know that because they don't have the experience or haven't uh, encountered it. Right. And, and um, unfortunately, sadly, in a lot of the the well-intended books and courses and things out there, you know, wherever the pain is, I mean, then this is across the medical profession, all the way across the board, wherever the pain is, that's what you target is the pain. But I also like to use the analogy of Pinocchio. Uh, He's got the string that goes from his shoulder down to his hand. Well, if I tie a big knot in his shoulder, it's going to cause his arm to fold up and maybe potentially cause pain in his hand or fingers. And then he goes to a doc and they say, well, there's nothing wrong with your hand, and they're absolutely right. It's all starting in the shoulder. Now, what's the connection that's causing that pain? Well, first and foremost, it's the nerves. The nerves all come up your spine Mm. throughout the whole body. So the nerves that come down through the hand, you have the radial nerve, the ulnar nerve, and the medial nerve, which are the the most talked about. 
And if one of those nerves is pinched anywhere from the spine all the way down through to the hand, it can cause numbness in the hand, it can cause tingling sensations, pain, um, like a toothache, all kinds of pain from anywhere from the fingertips all the way back up to the shoulder blade. So if you release the tension around that nerve anywhere along that arm or up into the shoulder blade, then generally speaking, people will get relief. Wow. Um, is this also connected to chiropractic issues as well? I know we're not talking about that specifically, but is it all the same kind of thing as well? Yes. Um, and I'm not a chiropractor, but in the chiropractic world, if the bones are misaligned, then they can be rubbing against each other or rubbing against a muscle, ligament, tendon, fascia, or putting pressure on a nerve, especially if it's in the spine. If the vertebra in your spine are out of alignment, that can be shifted just enough to put pressure on a nerve. So then you get back pain, hip pain, shoulder pain, arm pain, foot pain, head pain, just because that bone is out of alignment. So if the chiropractor looks at you and your spine is misaligned and they can put that vertebra back in place, very often they can get you almost instant relief. So how does somebody proceed if they're going to go to a massage therapist? Is is it just, you know, I've got a pain here. I've got a pain in my lower back. It's up to the therapist to figure out what's going on or what it could potentially be connected to? Uh, yes. And that's where a medical massage therapist comes mm. in handy. Uh, because as a rule, we are trained to think outside of the box and follow the path. And I we sit in the same uh, anatomy, physiology classes that doctors do 101 and so you know we're all taught this the same way about the bone structure the muscle structure the nerves in the body and everything and so you have to follow the pathway so where does the nerve start in the body where does it terminate what is the pain that they're having because nerve pain is usually associated with a numbness a tingling a burning sensation a cold sensation uh, uh, sometimes people will say it feels like a dull toothache so any of those things, if you get those indicators from your client, then the opportunity for it to be a nerve being impinged somewhere along its pathway is, is great. Um, if it's like I drop something on my foot, well, then obviously you know what the source of the pain is. Uh, but when somebody's dropped something on their foot because they've compensated trying to walk for that, that can throw off the alignment of the body and other muscles, ligaments, tendons are compensating for that. So it can create a problem elsewhere. How do you know if it's a massage, a medical massage therapist? Do you ask? Is there a certain uh, designation uh, for somebody, um, you know, when it comes to the, you know, what they are, what their uh, qualifications are? Yes, it's all in their training. So in the state of Texas, you can get a basic massage license uh, after 500 hours and that's required in the state of Texas. Now, not all states require a license to practice, which mm -hmm. is something else I would check into. But there's a lot of really great therapists out there that have national licenses that they are trained in massage, but they're also trained in medical massage, myofascial release, um, cranial sacral therapy. There's a lot of specialties out there. Um, but if they have myofascial release training and or medical massage training, those are the folks that you want to seek out if you're having a specific pain issue. Um, now, other massage therapists are worth their weight in gold just as far as relaxation is concerned and helping with blood flow. 
but if you've not been getting the relief from other practitioners, you might seek out a medical massage therapist to see if they can help you. We talked about this in the very beginning, but your journey into helping people began because you were helped and it was a pinched nerve. And interestingly, the pain traveled down to your your toe. <laughs> so yeah. kind of what we're talking about right now, but why don't, you, why don't we recap that? Uh, you know, Because we spoke briefly about it, but that, that beginning for you where it was like, aha moment, I'm going to help people with that. What were you dealing with at that time? Well, um, I rode ho- used to ride horses and I was thrown mm. from a horse and, you know, fell directly on my hips. And then shortly after that, I've also been a softball catcher since I was six years old. And I continued to play ball and, and do other things. And my entire left leg, so I felt like it was pins and needles waking up all the way through to my big toe. But I would have direct, like, toothache pain in my glute on my left side, my left knee, and in my left big toe, like a, like a throbbing toothache pain. And for two years, I went to various doctors and specialists, and nobody could tell me what was wrong. And the company I was working for at the time, I was an admin, they were offering chair massages, and I walked in, and the gentleman doing the chair massages was a physical therapist turning medical massage. And he looked at me as I walked through the door and said, what's wrong with your hip? And I was like, what? Mm -hmm. And he he said, you're limping, and there's something wrong with your hip. It's out of alignment. And I was like, wait, what? So he and the chiropractor he partnered with um, were the first two to x-ray me in two years and the first two to ask me if I had ever been thrown from a horse because he was a horseman himself. Uh And I said, yes. So my pelvis had been compressed side to side and then twisted. So my pelvis on the left side was tilting back and my pelvis on the right side was tilting forward. And that was pushing against the sciatic nerve on the left side of my back and causing all this pain. So the John got the hips to relax the muscles, ligaments, and tendons around that area in the fascia so that the chiropractor could put my hips back where they belong. And uh, about 25 years ago now, and I've been pain-free ever since. It took about six visits for them to get it done, but they got it done. How interesting that, talk about a professional, and of course, yes. you know, he had, he had uh, the horse background, but yes. he, he, he pegged it right away. <laughs> How cool is that? Immediately. Yes. And so he was my mentor for a long time. Uh, for a long time, I was just going to him for treatment because I continue to ride horses and play ball and all of that. And so for maintenance, I would go to him. And then my brother also had suffered a severe back injury in the ninth grade playing football. And um, he would start teaching me, like my appointment was an hour, and then 30 minutes would be working on me and 30 minutes would be teaching me stuff to do to help my brother. So, you know, after years of this, I walked in for an appointment one day, and he said, I, I can't turn my head. You have to help me. You're my last client. So he laid down, the therapist, and I started working on him. And I'm like, wait a minute, who's paying for this? <laughs> and uh, he called me the next morning, and he said, go get your license and come to work for me. You already know what you're doing. So. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, when we talk about people's journeys, that's that's yeah. an interesting journey. Wow. It, Yes, yes, and I'm I'm so eternally grateful for that. I mean, was I happy that I had a pinch sciatic nerve? But no, it, no, but it brought me to where I am. So I'm kind of grateful that it did happen because uh, I don't know that I would have been on this journey. Yeah, it, well, uh, you you have found 
your life's purpose in doing what you do. And I believe that that happened because it needed to happen that you met that person, you know? Yes, absolutely. What's your advice for, for people dealing with pain right now? And and everybody's pain is different. uh, But what, what, what's your, what's your plan? What, what, what should their plan of action be Evelyn when they're, we're thinking about, all right, I need to see a practitioner. Well, the first thing I have to say is don't give up. Um, And my brother with his back injury was 33 years in pain because he had to wait for medical science to catch up with his injury. And, um, but he, every day he, um, did isometric core strengthening exercises to support his back. Um, he meditated and he prayed and, um, he, you know, allowed me to work on his back. And, um, so there, look for answers. Don't, don't ever give up. There's a thousand and one options out there for health and healing that that's not commonly talked about. Um, but if you do your homework, do your research, there's there's plenty of people out there who've been through trauma, who've been through pain, who they may not be a, a doctor or a licensed practitioner, but they have their story out there and listen to their story, you know, see if it, it helps you in any way, shape, form, or fashion. Um, you know, I'm not saying ditch your doctor by any stretch of the imagination, but if you are with a doctor and you're not getting results, perhaps maybe see another professional in the same area. You know, go get a second opinion. Uh, there's, you, you really don't have to suffer without seeking out other options. Mm. And doesn't mean everybody has the same capabilities. I've learned that when it comes to doctors. I've gone to other doctors and learned <laughs> radically more than, than the last one. So if you're, it go, for me, it goes, oh my God, if I feel that the practitioner may not be hitting the mark, then just yes. make another appointment. Try somebody else. Right, right. And I go, my clients do that all the time. They've been to one doctor and they're like, I didn't feel like this doctor was listening to me. Then they went to another doctor and the doctor pulled up a chair and sat down beside him and looked him right in the eye. That's the person you want working on you. It doesn't mean that that other doctor is not a great doctor. He could be for somebody else, but not for you. Yep, yep. Well, you know what it is? It's a relationship. So, Absolutely. you know, you might not have the right relationship with that doctor. Somebody else may. So it's time to find somebody else that supports you a little bit better. Uh, I, I see these videos all the time that come up in my Facebook feed or it could be on TikTok. And it's little tips and tricks. Um, and either, either it's a massage therapist or it's a chiropractor that you know, can give you a little tip to make you feel better. If you got this pain, you might want to do this. Any thoughts that come to your mind right away, Evelyn, that maybe you could share? Um, sure. From the standpoint of anybody who sits at a desk all day long, uh-huh. a simple stretch. If you can set up an alarm on your computer that just says stretch, breathe, stand, move <laughs> once an hour. But if you do nothing else, sit up straight in your chair and reach your arms straight for the ceiling, like you're trying to push the ceiling up with your palms flat towards the ceiling. And that stretches out all of the muscles from your hips all the way to the tips of your fingers. And it's a great little stretch to get you out of the T-Rex position that a lot of people put themselves in when they're doing a lot of computer work during the day. And hold it 30 seconds. I, the, the T-Rex thing is just, the visual is just, it's so there. And I just think of, you ever see those inflatable costumes of a, of a T-Rex and then the person gets in it and they just kind of like waddle all over the place. It it feels just like that. And that's what I'm doing. Yeah. I'm the T-Rex. I'm sitting there and, and, and you got your hands out, but they're not fully extended. And even yeah. if you're sitting at your desk all day and you do extend your arms out, 
it's it almost hurts. It's like, oh, yes. wow, what happened there? Mm. Yeah, yes. pain. And that, that's where that's where the term muscle memory comes into play because you've locked those arms in that bent position and for hours at a time, and then you try to straighten them out, and the body goes, no, 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 that's not the position we're supposed to be in. Mm. So it tries to recoil and put you back where you've trained it to be. And again, it's just trying to support you. It's doing you a favor. Yes. Yes. Wow. It's like, what well, you had me here. <laughs> Obviously, that's what you want, right? My biggest challenge is, and, it, and it's not just age. Let me just put that out there. Uh, even when I was younger, even like 30 years ago, if I were to do a deep knee bend, like I'm a geek, so I work on stuff all the time. And if I got to get in a crouch position and work on something, again, I could have been I could have been in my 20s. doesn't even matter. Getting out of that position is like, oh, wow. Um, is it just come from just the, the, the habit of continuing to do deep knee bends or squats to, to keep yourself limber. Is that really the answer to, to get around that, that, you know, I guess painful feeling or uncomfortable feeling of, you know, when you got to crouch down and get back up again? Well, uh, there, so there's several factors there. First of all, I want to say age is not a disease. Uh, and a lot of people think aging is a disease and it's not. The, the idea is the further we get away from stretching, the more restricted we are. So if everybody maintained their flexibility like an infant in a crib, we wouldn't have as many aches and pains as what we have. But we get away from stretching. So the exercise is great. Squats are great to help maintain. Um, again, I said I've been a softball catcher since I was six. And I can still squat, and I'm twice as flexible as a lot of the, the 20-somethings and teens that come into my office because I maintain my flexibility throughout the day. So the key is exercise, yes, but you have to stretch along with the exercise so the muscles don't constrict and stay in a contracted state. Um, the best analogy I ever came across was in a sports medicine book, and they were talking about the guy at the gym with the overdeveloped biceps whose arms look like parentheses, and he can't straighten out his arm because he's over-contracted that bicep muscle and over-elongated the tricep. So he has to do a stretch to balance that back out like a male gymnast. A male gymnast can stand up perfectly straight with his arms perfectly at his sides it, because he's in balance. He's as strong as he is flexible. Hmm. So would you say it would be advantageous, beneficial to see a massage therapist as well for that kind of stuff? Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Yes, because they can, they can help you release the muscles that have been too tight and often guide you in, into some stretches that you can do. And I always tell people when you're first starting into an exercise and or stretching program, be gentle with yourself. Because so many people, they jump into you know one of these high-intensity classes and they, they've been sitting at a computer for eight hours a day for years and their body can't handle it because their body's confused. So you have to give your body an opportunity to understand what you're stepping into. Wow. Uh, I love all this information because I've dealt with that for years, and now I don't feel so bad. <laughs> <laughs> you are not alone, Steve. You're actually in the majority. <laughs> I, and you know, the crazy thing is I used to jog a lot. I got to get back into it because I enjoy it, and I just love the the workout. Um so in my mind, all those years, I'm like, wait a minute, my I got my legs are good. Honestly, if you had to you know, pick one thing in your body, we all do. It's like, yeah, I, that looks good on me. My legs look good, but they don't mm -hmm. carry a lot of power. But you would think they would because of jogging. 
and and doing that kind of physical activity. But you know, if I got to do a squat, my my thighs forget it. It's like if I did even twenty squats at the gym tomorrow, uh, I'd be in pain for the rest of the week. Not pain, but just like, oh wow, that hurts right there. Um, and it's just, I guess, it's the you're not using those muscles. You need to use them and make them stronger. Well, but you also have to relax them first. So, so for example, uh, this is what I use with some of my clients. So, if I tell you to make a fist as tight as you possibly can, Steve, then I say, okay, without opening that fist, pick up a pen. Can you give me that one more time? Because I'm I'm doing it right now. So, okay, so you make a fist as tight as you possibly can. Hold on to that tight fist. Now, without but releasing that tight fist, pick up a pen. Can you? Without releasing it? Uh-huh. Well, of course not. <laughs> right. So that's exactly what's happening in our body when we can't do something, when we feel restrictions because there's too much tension in the muscle. So in order to be able to pick up the pen from a tight fist, you have to release it at least a little bit. So it's the same idea. So because you've run so much, your muscles have been acclimated to that, and they're staying in that position for a runner. They're not used to being in a position to do a squat. So you have to release, relax the muscles from the running position so that they can do the squat. I have a, we have a second left here. I want to throw this question because it's in my mind right now. Uh, Jeremy Renner is an actor. I don't know if you heard, he had an accident back in January. Yeah. And uh, it was with a, uh, a snowplow, which he owned. He he fell, got underneath it, um, lost a leg, uh, broke like 30 bones in his body. And he's recovering remarkably. I saw a um, uh, Instagram video of these, um, I guess, electrodes that were put on his leg. And it's electrodes that are really like working the impulses of, of I guess, his muscles, giving him a workout without actually doing a workout. Is that something that others can do? Is that something available that's not on our radar? Uh, sure, and you don't necessarily have to have a machine. It's called isometric exercises. So real, real quick, do me a favor and pull, sit up straight, pull your abs um, right underneath your belly button towards the base of your spine, like you're sucking it in, so to speak, and hold it for 10 to 15 seconds. Then after 10 to 15 seconds, tighten it down more. And then after 10 to 15 seconds, tighten it down again. And then after that, you release it. And tell me if it doesn't feel like you just did a sit-up. Mm. Yeah, it does. <laughs> okay. <laughs> wow. And you can do that anytime, anywhere. You can do that while you're sitting at your computer, while you're commuting. You can do that. Mm. Interesting. I, I learn a lot. We learn a lot with you, Evelyn. And and uh, for that, I, you know, I appreciate everything you do. The, your website is imbtmassage.com. imbtmassage.com. You're available. Anybody has any kind of questions? Of course, if you're anywhere near the Allen, Texas area, I wish I was because you, you would, you would not get rid of me. <laughs> <laughs> darn <laughs> <laughs> i'd be a regular i'd be ah uh, he's here again but he's just here yesterday um they can reach out with any kind of questions right yes absolutely i, I would welcome any questions excellent i appreciate all your knowledge your passion and just the insight nobody does it when it comes to massage or any kind of body therapy nobody does it like you evelyn and uh, thank you so much we'll talk next week okay all right thank you so much steve you have a great week you too Broadcasting from the business capital of the world, this is the Podcast Business News Network. 
let's go inside the mind of a 10-year-old. I should have worn those earrings today. I like those earrings. Gabby has those awesome earrings. I need to ask her where she got those, but that's just what she would want me to do. I'll have Michaela ask her for me. Buckle up, Sarah. Yeah, but then Michaela will be like, why don't you just ask her yourself? That's just like Michaela. Sarah, buckle up. Michaela's such a great name. I wish I was called Michaela. There's like a dozen Sarahs in my class. Hey, we're not hitting the road until you buckle up, honey. Oh yeah, seatbelt. I forget sometimes because my brain is like busy, you know? I wonder if there's pizza at school today. Sometimes it can be tough to get through to your kids, but it's not impossible. Always make sure they're wearing their seatbelts, even on short drives. Remember, you have the keys, you have the power. Never give up until they buckle up. A message from the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Visit safercar.gov slash kidsbuckleup for more information.